sing you love this country and the freedoms that we share. Jeremy Harrell. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Around the Campfire with Kate and the warmth of the fire. The intro music is America is Dying, But It's Not Too Late by Dave Bray and Jeremy Harrell. So go on over to YouTube and check out Dave Bray's patriotic music. You will not be disappointed. Tonight, I will discuss what the news is not talking about. Listen to the words in this video that's about to be played. Jared from Guns and Gadgets shows clearly several other real constitutional reasons that Biden needs to be impeached and why we the people need to stand up now. Biden clearly states in this video that American citizens are not we the people, but the government is. Enjoy the video. Different kind of video today. You may or may not like this one, but I think it needs to be said. Joe Biden needs to be impeached immediately. I'll tell you why here on this episode of Guns and Gadgets. Hey everybody, welcome back to Guns and Gadgets, the premier source for Second Amendment news. Not really a Second Amendment video, however, it does tie in. So, it's it's only the end of April, and Joe Biden has proven to be the most un-American president we have ever had. In addition to all of the things with Hunter Biden, which in and of itself with criminal activity and the, and the potential that uh, Biden, Joe Biden was involved as well, is enough to impeach him as well. And there were articles of impeachment submitted in January by Congresswoman Green, but that's kind of fallen on deaf ears, which is, I think, where we, the people, come in. Specifically, one of the reasons that he should be impeached is because he has gone out on record twice now saying that no amendment to the United States Constitution is absolute. Nothing, nothing I'm about to recommend in any way impinges on the Second Amendment. They're phony arguments suggesting that these are Second Amendment rights at stake from what we're talking about. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. This shouldn't be a red or blue issue. And no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater. And more specifically, his intent to violate the U.S. Constitution, and even more specifically... The only amendment that says shall not be infringed. He wants to pass all kinds of unconstitutional laws and objectives and orders, all to violate the people's right to keep and bear arms, all also while uh, furthering the efforts to defund police and increase the, the unsafe uh, arena that is the streets of our inner cities. And I didn't even mention the unsafe condition that he has created himself at the border. Now, last night, Joe Biden even said this. Our Constitution opens with the words, as trite as it sounds, we the people. Well, it's time to remember that we the people are the government, you and I, not some force in a distant capital, not some powerful force that we have no control over. It's us. It's we the people. For a sitting American president to be so far detached from what America is and the founding documents to say that we, the people, are the government, 
shows that he believes that the government of the United States, their position, their job is to be the ruler. In fact, it's the other way around. We the people are us the citizens, Joe Biden, and you have forgotten that, and so have many of your uh, colleagues in Congress. It's time that America takes America back, and it's not going to be done with a president who wants to be a dictator. It's just not. It's time for America, the Americans, we the people, to start the process of taking the country back. If any other president said what Joe Biden has said so far, they would be impeached as well, or at least the process would be started. Now that starts in the United States House of Representatives. Now I'm asking you, the American citizen, the patriot, those of us who love this country and what it was created for and what it means to be an American, have that conversation with your representative in Congress. It has to be the House that starts the process, and it's time that we force their hand. Yes, I know that Joe Biden's supporters occupy a majority of the House, but the conversation needs to be started. Just think of what they did to the last president who they wanted to impeach over a telephone call, or they also tried a second time to impeach him over alleged starting of an insurrection. When If you actually read uh, his words or watch his words on video, he didn't say anything like what they alleged. Now, we now have a president who has said that the Constitution doesn't matter and that we the people are the government and that the citizenry basically does not matter. And that is a fundamental change to the country. Guys and gals, take action now. Let me know what you think down below. I know everybody's going to have different opinions on that, uh, but I thought it needed to be said by somebody who is not afraid of saying it. So hopefully you'll consider talking to your representatives, maybe especially if your representative is one of the more outspoken ones, whether it's Marjorie Greene or Lauren Boebert or the like. It's time to start the process of impeaching Joe Biden, the most un-American president ever. Let me know what you think down below, guys and gals. I hope you get a little something out of this video, but I truly believe that this is the worst president and that if any other president has said what he has said and done what he has done, they would have been removed. And it's time to start the process of taking back America. Until we see each other again, be safe, stay vigilant, carry a weapon. I'll see you on the next one. Take care, everybody. Biden has signed some disturbing executive orders within the first 100 days of office. But this Biden executive order that no one's talking about may be the most dangerous of all. The Biden regime has already thrown plenty of unconstitutional power grabs at the American people openly. But it's the actions flying under the radar that could have the most ruinous impact on our freedoms. An executive order signed by Biden on April 15th has drawn very little attention from most outlets. Yet the ramifications of the policy, designed with the aim of curtailing Russian influence in America, would be far-reaching and erode foundational constitutional safeguards. The order is entitled, Executive Order on Blocking Property with Respect to Specified Harmful Foreign Activities of the Government of the Russian Federation. That's a mouthful. Now, despite the name, It ultimately has little to do with Russia and more to do with providing the current administration with the power to deprive American citizens of life, liberty, and property without due process, all on the mere basis of an accusation that they are somehow serving the interests of Russia.
Let me explain. The executive order empowers the federal government to deprive individuals of their property if they are deemed to be offenders, quote, all property interests in property that are in the United States that hereafter come within the United States or that are or hereafter come within the possession or control of any United States person of the following persons are blocked and may not be transferred, paid, exported, withdrawn, or otherwise dealt in, unquote. How does Biden's order define the offenders? Section 1 explains that the above applies to anyone deemed to be responsible for or complicit in or have or to have directly or indirectly engaged or attempted to engage in anything from malicious cyber enabled activities to interference in a United States or other foreign government election to activities that undermine the peace, security, political stability, or territorial integrity of the United States, its allies, or its partners. And what's notable is that the executive order gives the Biden administration free reign to determine what constitutes malicious activities and democratic process or institutions. The language in Section 1 states that the property rights of an individual will be nullified as determined by the Secretary of Treasury in consultation with the Secretary of State, with the Attorney General providing feedback in some instances. All of these, of course, are cabinet officials selected by the left-wing Biden administration. In other words, Americans will no longer be charged and tried as the Constitution guarantees but have their entire livelihoods placed in the hands of politicians acting as judge, jury, and executioner. This executive order does not require that those deprived of their property actually be accused of a crime. It allows anyone to be targeted on the whim of the secretaries of state and the treasury, even if a person has not been charged or indicted. This order specifically targets the spouses and adult children of individuals found culpable under its directives. That could be a spouse or adult child of any person whose property and interests and property are blocked pursuant to subsection A2 or 3 of this section is one of the conditions under which Biden's White House can now go after your assets. The Constitution explicitly outlaws corruption of blood which is a former practice in British law that punished the descendants of those guilty of high crimes, such as treason, by prohibiting their children from inheriting their parents' property. The April 15th order violates this principle. It places the sins of the fathers upon the heads of the children and enacts exactly the kind of unjust, vengeful politics that our founders sought to do away with here in America. As Leo Goldstein at The American Thinker observes, about this Biden's executive order, he put, quote, deprived persons essentially become untouchables as dealing with them in a way inexpressly prohibited without additional determinations, giving legal representation, hosting the website, selling food and giving medical care to a deprived person is automatically prohibited. Section four prohibits transactions that 
cause a violation of this executive order, even absent intent or knowledge. This serves as a hint to preemptively cut ties with anyone the Biden regime targets. This order will likely give banks, credit card providers, big tech, and other major services the justification they need to cut off conservatives on the grounds that it is now illegal to aid and abet those who serve the interests of the Russian Federation. Anyone who has been paying attention over the last years can see what's coming. Why else has the mainstream media been talking incessantly about Russian interference since Donald Trump arrived on the political scene? Why has Biden in recent days played up talk about Russian threats by sending and then recalling naval ships to the Black Sea? Ultimately, Biden's executive order will be used to label dissenters as Russian assets and thus openly persecute voices on the right. Patriots everywhere must mobilize to ensure that this order is defanged. I'm not calling for insurrection. I am not calling for arms. I am not calling for anyone to storm a capital. I am just saying it is time to stand. Why isn't any of this in the mainstream media news? Come on, people. Wake up. Then there was the Biden speech last week. Biden spoke for over an hour. But if I had to put in a nutshell... If anyone actually listened to what he was saying, it would be the familiar conservative adage, the government that's big enough to give you everything you need and want is big enough to take away everything you have. Because that was basically what his plans amount to in his speech. And now, here's another shocker. The FBI has been seriously and systematically abusing its warrantless electronic surveillance authority by overstepping the limitations under Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, or FISA. Now, we've been saying this for years, and certainly ever since it was learned that the Russia hoax and the fake steel dossier were used to fraudulently obtain warrants from them to spy on Trump campaign associates. You know it. We know it. We all know it. And now the Farmer Intelligence Surveillance Court has finally offered evidence of it in a 67-page opinion issued by presiding judge James Boasberg. It actually came out last November, but it's just now been made public. Actually, the above quote is from Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio and Andy Biggs of Arizona, who's just sent FBI Director Christopher Wray a strong letter about the problem of widespread issues and illegal spying activity. And Jordan is the ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee and Biggs serves as ranking member of the House Subcommittee on Crime, Terrorism, and Homeland Security. The Epic Times explains in a premium report, Section 702 of the FISA law allows the Attorney General and the Director of National Intelligence to jointly authorize, without a warrant, the surveillance of non-U.S. citizens residing outside of the United States. When this is done, however, they're supposed to adopt targeting procedure to make sure the spying is indeed limited to non-citizens and also to prevent the intentional acquisition of communications within the United States. Now, do we recall that when James Clapper 
was asked under oath if the intelligence community ever gathered the conversations of U.S. citizens. He lied and he said, not wittingly. And Clapper apparently was trying to appear. Section 702 in the complaint. But I digress. According to this opinion, the FISA court, the FBI used Section 702 authority for the purpose of attaining information about Americans. And Judge Boasberg cited examples such as one FBI task force officer who conducted 69 queries that were not in compliance with the official rules. His court found that numerous queries of Americans were designed to return evidence of a crime completely unrelated to foreign intelligence without obtaining a court order. So the court went back a year and they found the same pattern. This causes them to suspect that similar violations likely have occurred across the Bureau. Shock. In their letter, Representatives Jordan and Biggs refer to the 2019 Office of Independent Counsel, the report by Michael Horowitz, that reviewed the warrant applications to surveil or spy on Carter Page. Do you recall that this report listed 17 errors and omissions in those applications? They call for Ray to explain why, a year after the report came out, the FBI is still obviously abusing its authority. And they want an accounting of how many times since that report came out that the FBI has queried, assessed, or otherwise used information obtained pursuant to Section 702 for purposes unrelated to national security. Jordan appeared along with Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson on Sean Hannity's TV show Tuesday night to talk about these abuses, particularly the unequal application of justice. Senator Johnson also spoke on the complete setup of Rudy Giuliani with the fake story leaked to the Washington Post, the one about Rudy getting an FBI defensive briefing about being used in a Russian disinformation plan. Great interview. You can find it on Fox News. And it occurs to me that the FBI might try to wiggle their way out of this by citing its new expanded definition of national security to include all the millions of domestic terrorists who supported Trump and still suspect there might have been some hanky-panky going on during the 2020 election. Why, the Bureau has to spy on those American citizens because it's a matter of national security. That was called sarcasm. A senior FBI official says the FBI has taken numerous steps to better help staff meet relevant legal requirements and blah, 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 blah. And I'd be very surprised if without a huge cultural shift at that organization, anything else has really changed. The commentator and documentary filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza goes even further to say that it's time to dismantle the tainted institution of the FBI and start over. His piece is also premium material at the Epic Times, but the website, 100% fed up 
has lengthy excerpts and some good comments. And you can find that on 100percentfedup.com. This isn't the FBI of the untouchables anymore, Dinesh D'Souza says. It's quite obviously been corrupted from the top to show the entrenched partisan bias within the Bureau D'Souza compares how the January 6th activists have been treated compared to the activists from Black Lives Matter and Antifa who have looted businesses, burned churches, assaulted police officers, attacked and harassed ordinary citizens, eating in restaurants, or just going about their normal lives, all with impunity. There's stark contrast there. He also compares the treatment of the Trump attorney and former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani, whose residence was unnecessary and unconstitutionally raided, to that of Governor Andrew Cuomo, who was, quote, currently involved in two separate scandals, unquote. His alleged direct involvement in Coverick nursing home, COVID deaths, and also the sexual harassment complaints. Another stark contrast. Quote, while, while Giuliani's offense remains unclear, D'Souza says, Cuomo is guilty of obvious abuses of power, actions that have not only put people in their graves, but also amounted in a statistical sense to hiding the bodies, unquote. But the FBI, as far as we can tell, is nowhere to be found. I would add that they do not want Hunter Biden's hard drives either. There clearly are two standards of justice here. Enough is enough, D'Souza says. When justice no longer involves the neutral or equal application of the laws, it ceases to be justice. I realize, of course, that there will be no FBI reform under Biden. Therefore, I strongly urge the Republican Party to make the abolition of the FBI, shutting down the agency and then reconstructing it from the ground up key provisions of its campaigns, both in 2020 and 2024, says D'Souza. And it's looking as though that might be the only way to fix it. It's the only thing that makes sense. Now, come to think about it, another place might be the CIA. By now, you've probably seen the new woke CIA recruitment ad. Two mortifying minutes. And if you haven't seen it, Force yourself to go to Fox News and look up social media explodes over woke CIA recruitment video. We are search. We are such an embarrassing country under Biden. That is on Fox News. If anyone needs to apologize, it's the CIA for this embarrassment. And what D'Souza said about the FBI could just as well be said about the CIA. And then there's the real collusion. If those weren't enough, the absurd claim of the cabal of media, entertainment, and political powers that Donald Trump colluded with the Russian Federation to defraud Hillary Clinton of her victory in the 2016 presidential election has been thoroughly debunked. The real collusion is between the three branches of government, their goal, to take away our rights, our freedoms, our liberties, 
make no mistake, they are coming for us. The Internal Revenue Service has been weaponized since FDR, since the FDR administration. Under the Obama-Biden administration, the IRS was used to target political opponents such as the Tea Party for daring to criticize those in power. In 2017, the IRS was forced to pay $3.5 million settlement to those victimized by their abuse of power. But nothing was done to prevent it from happening again. Now Biden is trying to increase the IRS's auditing and enforcement budget by $80 billion. What could possibly go wrong? The Biden administration is also trying to increase its surveillance capabilities. The federal court system warned the Biden administration of potential Fourth Amendment violations. The Department of Homeland Security is exploring the outsourcing of warrantless surveillance of United States citizens to a private company in order to avoid constitutional violations. The FBI and the Department of Justice are selectively arresting, charging, and prosecuting individuals depending on their political affiliation. The revolving door for illegal aliens and Antifa BLM thugs allows them to be released without charges, while those arrested in connection with the January 6th protests are held without bail. This is a two-tiered justice system here, which is reminiscent of a banana republic, as Alan Dersowicz pointed out. The new nominee for Director of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives, that agency, David Chipman, has a long history of anti-gun, anti-Second Amendment, and anti-constitutional rights rhetoric. This poses a grave threat to the right to bear arms in conjunction with the Biden plan to address gun violence as a public health issue. Even on the local level, the authorities have restricted freedom of movement, freedom of assembly, and basic human rights in the name of public health throughout the COVID-19 pandemic forcing people to close their businesses, causing them to lose their ability to provide for themselves and their families. Would have been an unfathomable extension of government power for the founding fathers who wrote our constitution. The government is colluding amongst themselves to deprive you, the American citizens, of liberty and the pursuit of happiness. What is the logical conclusion as to their final objective? As Donald Trump said, the establishment never hated Trump. They hate us. We the people. Not Biden's version of we the people, but us, the American people. Trump was just in the way. With him out of the way, there's nothing standing between us and them. For over seven months, the Democrats and their friends and allies within their power structure at the local, state, and national levels have made every attempt to block election audits. I can't even speak tonight. Audits. In Georgia, Wisconsin, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, and mostly vehemently in Maricopa County, Arizona. Maricopa is the fourth largest county in the country. 
accounting for over 2 million votes and more than 80% of Arizona's total population, making the current audit process an almost statewide process. It is also a large enough sample size to cast doubt on the results in other states if this audit turns up any impropriety, inaccuracy, or even reasonable doubt that the 2020 general election was conducted in a fair and free election process. The entrenched political establishment has already hired an army of lawyers, filed multiple lawsuits to stop the audit, slandered the Republicans pursuing election integrity, and appointed a new Democratic judge to oversee the case. But however, the latest attempt to undermine transparency is much more sinister on the part of Democrats. A government surveillance plane of the same model used by the United States military in the Middle East has been circling the Coliseum where the forensic investigation is taking place. The militarized version of the PC-12 are known as U-28As and have been nicknamed Draco since their promotion to a central component of the military's tactics in the Middle East. According to the United States Air Force Special Operations Command, the planes are not only capable of photographic and video surveillance, but also monitoring and recording phone calls including tracking the caller on the other end of the line speaking to the target. There are also reports of the U-28A is capable of synthetic aperture radar imaging, geolocating, and a sensory turret armed with infrared and electro-optical capabilities. Where is their authority within the borders of our United States? Once again, to be surveilling United States citizen on United States soil. The attempts to undermine this audit are not just airborne. The Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs, who's previously been tied to George Soros, has also used her position to simultaneously attack and undermine its structural integrity. Her office requests three passes for observers into the Coliseum where the process was being conducted. It's been discovered that one of the passes was given to an attorney from the James Brennan Center for Justice, a far-left think tank and law firm. Another one was given to a representative Project Democracy, which is described by Influence Watch as an anti-Trump litigation organization, which is facially problematic since his name was on the ballots that are being audited. The final observer has been identified as Ryan Micaias, an alleged Democratic operative and former acting director at the Election Assistance Commission. According to the man in charge of the audit, Ken Bennett, Mr. Macias previously insinuated he was a member of the press in order to gain access to the facility during a media day, but he failed to present credentials upon request. According to his bio, before his stint at the EAC, the Election Assistance Commission, he worked in California's state government for 10 years.
both of these organizations are not only linked via financial paper trails to the notorious George Soros and his many political action committees, but they've been used to blow up forensic audits in at least one other state as well. As was covered in last week's SITREP, these two organizations spearheaded the efforts that have resulted in the derailing of the New Hampshire forensic election audit. You would think that if one has nothing to hide, they would not be fighting so hard. What is that that Shakespeare said? Methinks he doth protest too much. Those who are concerned about the future of free and fair elections have received the message loud and clear. Democrats and the Republican lackeys have no interest in restoring faith to our election system because they benefit from its corruption. Now let's hear about five headlines that you might have missed that you can look up. Did you know that Iran has released a video showing the destruction of the United States Capitol in an apparent bombing? That the Filipino government has instructed fishermen to ignore Chinese declarations against fishing in the South China Sea, setting a stage for a showdown. And did you know that anti-critical race theory school district candidates won by huge margins in Texas? was attacked by the media. I know that's a shocker. A proposed EPA regulations from the Biden administration would significantly increased, increase the cost of air conditioning. So if you live in those hot, humid states that reach between 95 and 120 every summer, the cost of your air conditioning is going to skyrocket. And listen to this. Despite Caitlyn Jenner's public position against transgender girls competing against biological girls, we have reports that indicate Jenner plays in women's golf league. Now here's another one for you guys that you probably do not know. There's targeted harassment of those who donated to Rittenhouse's legal defense fund. I started to talk about this last week, but due to to technical difficulties, uh, we had issues finishing the story. So within the story, there's several implications regarding the cultural war being waged against conservatives in the public sphere by the mainstream media, big tech and public figures. I know, I know you're all shocked about this. The reason given by Twitter and others for not covering the Hunter Biden laptop scandal was that trafficking hacked material violated their community guidelines. Earlier in 2020, however, there was no attempt to suspend the account of the New York Times for publishing Donald Trump's tax returns, which had been illegally leaked to them or any of the accounts who shared the related stories. Back to that double standard. And last week, a data breach revealed the identity of individuals who donated to the 18-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse's legal defense fund. Yeah, just a small little breach. 
the group called Distributed Denial of Secrets shared the results of their hack of Christian crowdsourcing platforms, Give, Send, Go. This includes a paramedic in Utah who had an ABC News reporter come to his door and interrogate him as if this action justified news coverage and as if this man was a criminal for helping someone out. A sergeant in the Norfolk Police Department has been fired following an investigation into his $25 donation, accompanied with a supportive message for Kyle. In his public address of the issue, the Norfolk Police Chief of Police, Larry Boone, made the following statement, quote, I am aware of the allegations leveraged against an officer of this department and have directed an administrative investigation to ensure department policies and procedures were not violated, unquote. My question is, is since when it is illegal for a police officer off-duty, having nothing to do with the police department at the time, within his home, donating $25 to an individual who needed a defense fund? So we are censored in what we can and cannot do. Of course, we do not know that. That would not happen in this country. This is the United States. That would not happen. Open your eyes, people. It is happening. Upon the announcement the department was terminating Sergeant Kelly, the office released a statement saying that his actions, quote, erode the trust between the Norfolk Police Department and those they are sworn to serve, unquote. Neither the city manager nor the chief of police would disclose to the media which policy William Kelly violated by his donation. You want to know why? Because, people, there is no policy. So there's good cops out there, and they are being fired for doing the right thing. Wow. Shock. Despite Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey's explicit admission of wrongdoing and censoring the Hunter Biden story, on top of allowing the Trump tax return stories to percolate on Twitter, they're still employing the same partisan criteria in order to decide what is permissible and what is not. Sharing hacked material is now a acceptable if the victim is on the political or cultural right. But it's completely unacceptable if on the left. The hypocrisy of Twitter and comrades is not limited to illegally obtaining documents or information. Whenever conservative commentators like Stephen Crowder address public figures like trans activists in a way which platform content moderators deem as unacceptable. He receives a strike for doxing. These same platforms, in concert with the mainstream media, have allowed for Sergeant William Kelly's name to be dragged to the mud for a private donation to a legal defense fund, which was only made possible because of widely disseminated hacked information. And it was only $25. 
his life and career is ruined. Not because he donated $25, but because the media smear campaigned his character. They belittle, they smear you until the public comes against that person. They're tried in the court of public opinion with just a one-sided prosecution and no defense. Either these actions, doxing, or shared hacked material would warrant a deplatforming if the offender was on the right. Since the victim is on the right, Sergeant William Kelly gets left out to dry. So what is he supposed to do with the rest of his life? He's trained to be a police officer. Biden has been quoted as saying stuff like, oh, well, you have a profession. If you lose your job, you can go work at McDonald's. He has a profession. He's a professional politician. He's a professional liar. Take away his job. If he needs to earn money, let him flip burgers at McDonald's. How about in the other news and some stories that you might have missed that you can look up? Judge Peter Cahill suggests before the verdict of Chauvin was read that California Representative Maxine Waters' comments are most likely grounds for a mistrial. How about Biden signed an executive order granting the government power to restrict citizens' rights upon the accusation of collaboration with the Russian government, including the accused person's children and spouse, which I just covered in this broadcast. Senior aides to both Republicans and Democrats in Congress anonymously said that the conviction of Chauvin has eased pressure on Congress to pass police reform and registration. Legislation, sorry. Let me restate that. Senior aides to both Republicans and Democrats in Congress anonymously said that the conviction of Chauvin has eased pressure on Congress to pass police reform legislation. Biden's Attorney General Merrick Garland says that racism is an American problem, consistent with the CCC propaganda of the past 12 months. How about this one? According to an anonymous ICE agent, the Biden administration has directed authorities to censor what information they record upon the capture of illegal aliens as to prevent the public from knowing the extent of their criminal behavior. So you can donate $25 to the defense fund of an innocent individual who killed a man out of self-defense it was kill or be killed. But if you are an illegal alien coming into this country and you have raped and murdered and pillaged other people's property, the American people do not need to know that information. Joe Biden has now signed an executive order clearing the way for assets to be seized of those who are Trump supporters. Not because anyone has committed a crime but because they exercise their rights to vote for and support the Constitution. You do not believe me? Open your eyes. Do a little bit of research. 
too lazy to do some research? Well, then that's on you. As the power of the surveillance state has increased, it's been increasingly weaponized by those in power against their political opposition. Obama used the IRS against the Tea Party, the FBI against Trump's transition team, the Department of Justice against Trump's supporters, including Paul Manafort, Roger Stone, and Carter Page. Biden was an active or complicit part in all of these abuses of power. Neither him nor the departments who used government power for political purposes have been held accountable. So they can go after a sitting president and claim and accuse him of crimes that he did not commit. Boy, do I know how that one goes. But Biden can blatantly try to usurp the Constitution, blatantly lie about people, blatantly kill people, and blatantly endorse human trafficking. And nobody does anything about it. It is as if the left is endorsing everything that O'Biden does. I call it O'Biden because I think he's part of Obama. Why would anyone reasonably believe that they would not, that they would not employ the same tactics again and against them? If it is happening blatantly to the higher echelon and the elite in our country, how many people that cannot get the word out is it happening to as American citizens? Within the first hundred days of his administration, Biden has proved that the abuses of the Obama administration will be dwarfed by his plans. Holding people present at the Capitol on January 6th in solitary confinement without bail and delaying their trials is a clear violation of every right promised to suspects in the Bill of Rights. Where's the outrage? Where's the media? The political targeting employed by Obama is to be continued as well, evidently. Last week, federal authorities raided Trump ally and attorney Rudy Giuliani's apartment on the Upper West Side of New York City. This was a tactic used by Mueller during his investigation and seems to be allowed by the court system as a justifiable violation of attorney-client privilege. So now what they are basically saying is that you can have an attorney and you have attorney-client privilege, but you really don't. Because if we want the information, we can just raid their office. We can get the thumb drives. We can get the files. We can get the paperwork. And we can use anything against you said to your attorney and just claim it was leaked information to complete the hat trick of constitutional violations and abuses. Seven FBI offices have been accused of using the national security agency data surveillance capabilities against domestic U S citizens. I know another shocker in a report released on Monday. Authorities used the capabilities of the NSA in pursuit of right 
right-wing domestic terrorists, despite being previously warned that such action was strictly prohibited by the Fourth Amendment's protections against undue search and seizure. And guess what, people? You're next. Well, Kate, I'm not doing anything wrong. That is not the point. The point is, is whether you are doing something wrong or you are not doing something wrong, you have the right to privacy within your own home and you have the right to not have illegal searches and seizures. You have the right to be secure within the walls of your own home. And did you know that Ashley Babbitt is... Her family is filing a lawsuit against the Capitol Police officer who shot her. Did you know that Hunter Biden will be the guest lecturing at Tulane University on the media and fake news? So I wonder what he considers fake news. The truth? The FISA court presiding Judge James Joesberg hired Mary McCord as Amici Grae. The Washington Post has shut down its presidential fact-checking database. I find that kind of cute and hilarious. Isn't that special? America First Legal is suing the the Biden administration for appropriating aid to farmers based on race. Wow. Come on, people. If you're on YouTube or another platform listening and you enjoy the content of these shows... Please be sure and hit the like and subscribe buttons. Those algorithms really like to pick on that stuff. And that really helps me out. This ends the show for me tonight. Thank you for sharing the campfire with me. Remember, train hard and train smart. To survive, thrive, and stay alive. This is Kate. Kate.